What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I'm a pretty bad kid. Yeah, let's talk about the bigger picture. Uh-huh. Let's talk about how we be balling, playing with yeah, the yeah, bridges. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the Nets and how they always got good pictures. Jeez. Let's talk about the cats, how rescue turn them boys to winners. Uh-huh. Injuries and updates, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. To the opponent, we can't toe to toe, yeah, yeah, yeah. To the top, this podcast gonna go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something you should know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Greetings and salutations. Welcome to Ref the District. I'm Nathan Perry, and with me, it's the guy who would trade your grandmother if it Washington <laughs> would get a decent QB for their future. The stoner here is with us. That is correct. And of course, it's Trevor. Please do not talk about the name. We've got actual football going on. Trevor Stores with us as well. <laughs> you, man? I'm good, man. I'm actually right in time with NFL kickoff on NBC. NFL season is back. Uh, Yes, football is back. It's so good to be back. We got Marsha in here watching with us. Good evening, Mama Scores. Up is in the house. Uh, So you didn't speak or anything. You're not going to say hi to Stoner. Didn't say hi or no. No, I'm boycotting boycotting Ah! Mama Stores. Oh, word. Yeah, yeah, I'm boycotting. Not really. I love Mama Stores. Thank you you for joining us. So we stream live. Uh, This will be actually our last Thursday stream. We are going to move to Wednesday. We've got some exciting things happening. Uh, for our in our personal lives that uh, maybe we'll talk about as those get closer. Uh, but we're going to be sp- starting to stream on Wednesdays. And so, uh, this will be our last Thursday, but we do stream live across three platforms. That's our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter channels. You can find us at Ref the District on each of those. Uh, and of course, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, uh, whether or not that's Amazon, Apple. Google or Spotify. If you happen to find us out there, please go ahead and like, subscribe, uh, leave us comments. Uh, that that helps other people find our content, and so you know that stuff is really good. Hey, Patrick, thanks for joining us as well uh, here on our YouTube. So thank you, Patrick, for joining. I know people are getting excited for football. We're excited for football too. Washington is going to be playing the Chargers in today's show. We're going to be doing a little bit preview of that game. In fact, we have Alex from Guilty as Charged coming on in a little bit. So he'll join us and we'll talk about the Chargers. At first, though, we're going to be warming up just the three of us talking about the game. And of course, we're going to end with our favorite segment, the Dala Dala. So we'll see, uh, we don't have quite the update yet, but we'll make sure that we, we're keeping track of that. But if you want to go ahead, get your dollar dollar bets in right now. So that way we can pull those up later. Of course, if you're not familiar with the format, uh, we'll talk about that when the time comes. Let's get <laughs> rolling here on the warm up, Gentlemen, football yes, is uh, back. Yep. We do have one serious injury, but... Are you really worried about it? Now, I know, Stoner, you've been concerned about Curtis Samuel's injury, but the depth seems to be there, right? 
Yes, but listen, you, you spent a lot of money on a huge weapon for a reason. Is it, I mean, it's really as simple as that, isn't it? You, can you argue that this team is better with a healthy Curtis Samuel than it is without? And that could be the difference in a game. Maybe it's only one game, but that could be the difference between winning the division and staying home at the end of the year when the playoffs start. So you need a healthy Curtis Samuel, even though we have no idea what he can do in this offense because he hasn't practiced with this team ever. He can ride a bike very well on he's the a, sidelines. He's a great uh, stationary <laughs> bicycle rider. but that's cool. how, And he can run routes by himself at 75% speed. He's really Ooh, good at maybe that. 50% speed. Yeah, but that's it. So, yeah, I, I'm concerned. We we don't know if De'Ami Brown is, is great. We don't know if Cam Sims or Adam Humphreys can fill that role that is expected of Curtis Samuel. I'm worried. I've been worried since March. And this is a problem. Absolutely. You you disagree, Trev? Boo hoo hoo. <laughs> I'm so worried. We're fine. We're fine. The people that Ryan's gonna be throwing to this game on Sunday, he's been throwing to him the entire offseason. So there's not gonna be any there should be any confusion there. Um Curtis Samuel is a prized possession. It's kind of telling if he pulled himself out that somebody else didn't pull him out. So he recognizes that he's not full go, which mm-hmm. is fine. He doesn't want to force it. He's a Ferrari. Keep him in the garage. I am a little concerned though, to see how long this is going to play out. How long this is, the Trevor, injury is going to be. How long yes. It has played out already. It's You're right. But this game one it. Yeah. But they haven't done anything really in four months. He knows the offense. He knows Scott Turner. He knows Ron Rivera. He just doesn't really know the timing of Ryan Fitzpatrick and everything like that and how yeah. he plays, yeah. which, is, which is expected. Who's to say he would catch on like that anyway if he was 100% healthy? We don't know yeah. that. Yeah, we don't so, know. So it's game one. He recognizes he's in pain. We'll be fine. Deami Brown will be cool. Adam Humphreys is fine. You can bring in Dax Milne if you want. It doesn't. We'll be okay. <laughs> but like I said, the main thing I'm concerned is how long it's going to be. So my question is: Is do, does the should the team just go ahead and put him on IR right now? Let the hamstring heal up, open up that roster spot, let the players develop. Otherwise, they're doing this week to week, where it's just like: Is the hamstring going to be good this week? Is the hamstring going to be good this week, or is it, is this just going to continue throughout the season? If he doesn't play Thursday's game, a division game, then yes, go ahead and IR him. So if you give it ruled, you give it kind of the a week and a half really, and then go ahead yeah. and throw him on IR if it's yeah. not good. Then, well, I mean, we don't we don't know how how bad his injury is. Right, his injury could be debilitating, where he he needs to be out for six games, however many games he needs to be on IR. We don't know how that is, but it is telling that he's not on IR at this mm-hmm. point, which mm-hmm. means there is a. What is IR nowadays? You can bring them back anytime. Yeah, so they're still under three the, co- games. the COVID. Uh, is it three games? Yeah. I think it is three games. It's at least three games. You, you yeah, might be it, right. It, I, I can't remember. It's the COVID. It's the same as last year's COVID rules. So it's not the gone are the days where you had to uh, be on like IR six. for the entire season. Yeah. Uh, or and then you can only you know there was that those few years where it was just like you can bring back one person. Now IR is essentially like the DL list in baseball where you go on it and then you can come back, but you only have a certain period of time and then you have to be brought back at a certain period of time. So there's some some give and take there, which is why I wonder should Washington go ahead and do that right now? 
with Curtis Samuel, let him rest up because hamstrings can tend to yeah. linger. Yeah, might as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's again, yeah. it's just one of those it's things where, where we don't know the severity of the injury, and no. there nobody's gonna tell us either. Coaching gonna tell us nobody. If we had the receiving core, I think I tweeted this out. If we had the receiving core like we did last year, and this was happening, I'd be way more worried, and I would be like, <laughs> right. "Nah, if you can go fifty percent, get on the field, like we need you." But we have some some our wide receiver our wide receiver room is deep, so we'll be okay. It's it's hopefully deep. It's definitely deeper than last year. Shows a lot more right. promise. Than There's a lot more year. promise, but we have no idea what Deami Brown is at this point. We've seen he him in looks practice. Exciting. He looks great. He Stone looks like man. a stud. I just give you the reality, Trev. I'm sorry. You ran on my parade all the time, man. <laughs> I'm just trying. To, <laughs> I'm just trying to remind you that we can't be looking at everything in our burgundy and gold glasses. That everything is I wear great. Contacts. I'm not wearing those glasses anymore. <laughs> right. <I'm thinking laughs> the contacts. Yeah. I, I switched the contacts. Well, well, Stoner, is there a position group that you're bullish on? Is there a position group that you think is going to perform very well on Sunday? Well, obviously, you're always going to be bullish on the defensive line. That, I mean, there's just studs up and down the line, and even some of the backups are studs. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously I'm bullish on that. I'm bullish on Antonio Gibson. I just think he's going to have a huge year, assuming he stays healthy, of course, just like anybody else. But I'm bullish on him, and you're always going to be bullish on McLaurin, what he's done with terrible That's quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah, so I'm bullish on those guys. I'm not bullish on – a third-round receiver who's never played an NFL game. I'm not <laughs> bullish on a receiver who's like your fourth or fifth receiver now, <sighs> right? I'm not bullish on him, Cam Sims. I'm not bullish on the unknowns until I see it. I'm not bullish on Fitzpatrick until I okay. see it. Okay. That's all right. <laughs> I'm right? just kidding. But, yeah, there are this, those I'm bullish spe- you're speaking. You're speaking – as a Washington fan of experience, you don't want to get your yeah. hopes up because there's been decades of disappointment and yeah. understandable, understandable. Now there is a lot of excitement going in and Trevor, I believe you, you, you know, you and I share a lot of excitement here. And so, so does our friends guilty as charged. Deion Thank Brown you very much. Different. Guilty as charged. He <laughs> yes, is he is. Different. That man is different. He'll be I, just I, fine. I think De'Ami Brown is going to be, I think, Honestly, this is where we're going to – a lot of people are going to feel like Curtis Samuel is – like Brian show, – I showed the comment earlier from Brian – is Paul Richardson 2.0. Yeah. Maybe just out of default. Curtis Samuel can come in and play a few games and do very well, but I think De'Ami Brown is going to have people wondering why we signed Curtis Samuel in the first place just because he can have that kind of impact. Now, what, well, you know, that's, that's potential. I want to talk about a player that – is as we talked about being snubbed off of a 100 list, and that's Terry McLaurin. He had 135 targets last year. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick is known to target his number one receiver quite heavily. Is that number going to go up, down? Are we going to what kind of production are we going to see from Terry McLaurin, and how is that going to go from game to game? Um, I think he'll get over 100 targets, maybe not 135. Um, well, so I say it's going to go down. Yeah, because we have more options. Last year we had Terry, and then Terry, it was and a then big drop off. The slot I mean, receiver, yeah. uh, Terry. Yeah, and then Terry. And <laughs> JD then McKissick Sims. had 80, 80 targets or eighty <laughs> yeah. receptions because there was nobody else. 
Yeah, so he'll get he'll get ninety to hundred because he should. He's two, he's wide receiver one, but I don't think mm-hmm. it'll be as high as it was this year because we have we have other options to choose from. That's fair. I I, I appreciate that sentiment that that there are more options, but I do believe Fitzpatrick looks at certain oh, guys for sure. You know, that time we had Brandon Marshall with the Jets, and it was like hundred and seventy targets on him. <laughs> or something. I mean, that's yeah, insane. And then Eric like Decker that. had like another 100 after that. Yeah, so. exactly. So he does like to do that. It's been shown in his history and his stats that he targets that number one guy, like Nathan said. So I think it's actually going to go up. I think this he they're going to throw the ball a lot because, like you said, they have the weapons. Yes. But he's, they're also going to throw it to the other team. You know? <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on. See, come what the- on. You gotta, why do you got to do that not, to us? They're not. I, I mean, I yes, I, every quarterback throws it to the other team. It happens. But, but, yeah, but it's the consistency of being able to not throw yourself out of games by throwing it to the other team, yeah. not doing yeah. it at, not throwing it to the other team on a consistent basis. Of course, everybody does. If your name's not Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers had yeah. like five last year. And like yeah, 48 Tom. touchdowns, something like that. And the GOAT. So, yeah, so there are obviously the exceptions. But, yeah, you don't want them to do it on a consistent basis, and that's what's going to get you in trouble. You don't want to do it when you're driving in the first half, late in the late in the half, and you're trying to get points on the board to cut a lead or something, and he throws a pick. And then all of a yeah, sudden – Yeah, you do. No, you, you don't. You do that. Because you, you don't want to go and try it. You no, what I'm saying, it. you don't want to throw picks. <laughs> no, you don't want to deflate the You never team. want that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's sometimes. But I wanted to try it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, one, one, one more question, and we'll, we'll end up. Uh, we're going to bring bring on Alex from Guilty as Charged. How important do you think it is to start off the season with that victory? And what does Washington need to do to earn the W? Hmm. It's very important to go in a week one with a victory and come out with. Oh, we'll come out of week one with a victory, mainly because of our schedule. We have another game on Thursday, and it's a division game, which we don't play for the division till later on in the year, but we can't go into a division game with a loss and potentially being 0-2 overall and 0-1 in division. So uh, this week one should definitely be a victory, and it also can tell what we have to look forward to in the next game against mm. the division. Yeah, it's it's hugely important to, to get that first win. Uh, you're at home. You got a team coming yes. from the west to the east with fans right? now too. We got fans. You got this momentum, this positive momentum going. This is different year. It's the hope of a, a new season. Randy got as the East champions. Yeah. So yeah, you want to start it off. It would be hugely disappointing if you can't beat the Chargers in Week One. It'd be a huge disappointment. And then yes. if you lose to the Giants in Week Two. Oh, oh, throw the whole season away. How many teams, yeah. how many teams go start two that. and uh, make the playoffs, right? Yeah, because yeah, we got to see Tom, Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Josh Carr, Allen, Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. Josh all Allen's before week we get, three. Yeah, all before we get to the division again. So, <laughs> yeah. so what, what do we need? What does Washington need to do to win? Oh. They need to sack Justin Herbert more than three times, three or more mm. sacks, and Ryan Fitzpatrick needs to throw – for at least three touchdowns Oof. and one interception. That's that's lofty. But no, I mean, if not, they do bro. a lot to win, if they get three touchdowns and only one pick, they'll probably win that game. He Although, needs to manage the game more TDs and interceptions. Obviously, yeah. I I always do the the whole thing with the quarterback. Right, we got to stop their quarterback with our mm-hmm. defensive line, and mm-hmm. 
we got to make sure that they don't stop our quarterback. I, it's it's but, usually it, you can look at all the games and you can usually come down to that. Which quarterback had the better game? Who's the better quarterback? That's usually who wins the game. All right. Well, can I just make a, a little a little thing real quick? You, um, of course, we for can. NFL kickoff, like first game of the season, they have mm-hmm. Ed Sheeran performing right now. A, a Brit. They have a Brit performing. Not even, not even that he's Brit, that, but he doesn't get me excited for NFL kickoff. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to impress the girl. I'm trying to drink a beer and watch some football, baby. <laughs> to be, to be fair, they're trying to appease all those Dallas Cowboy fans. So what's it, maybe hey, what's that's his, what it's about. Hey, Trev, what's his name again? Ed Sheeran. Sheehan. 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 I don't know. He's just Ed. <laughs> Regardless what his <laughs> name is, let's go ahead and finish this warm-up, and we're going to go straight into the game, and let's welcome our friend here, Alex, from Guilty as Charged. Alex, thank you for joining us here on Ref the District. Great to be here. What's up, Alex? What doing, what man? is What is your overall feeling going into week one <laughs> as far as – what you think this game is going to look like that you've seen so far within the preseason with uh, with your Chargers? I feel like it's kind of going to be a low-scoring game with both teams. Um, you know, hmm. both both teams have really good defenses. Washington is obviously more established. The Chargers are kind of establishing a new defensive system this year with their new coaching staff. Um I sort of see it being a slower offensive game. I do have Washington actually winning uh, 23-20. Um, My man. Just, <laughs> I think it'll be a close, low-scoring game. I'd like to see the Chargers win. I think it's one of those games that could go either way uh, at the beginning of the year here. But I just have a little bit more faith, uh, particularly in the defensive line, offensive line matchup. Uh, you got Chase Young and all those guys going against an offensive line that will be a lot better than last year, but hasn't played together yet, right? You have Corey Lindsley, Rashawn Slater, but like, Going against that defensive line uh, the first week of the season with a brand new O line, that's just something that I think is uh, going to be really difficult. Are they all five brand new? Yeah, all, all five are brand new. You got Rashawn Slater at left tackle, Corey Lindsley center, uh, you have Filer and Ode Abushi at the guard spots, and then Brian. Bull- uh, well, actually, Brian Balag is not new. That's sorry. So I should correct that. Brian okay. Balag was here last year. But last season, Brian Balag only played uh, six games, right? So, you know, he was kind of like in and out. Uh, of some games so that was sort of a difficulty um and they've tried you know sort of resting their guys this preseason to make sure that everybody's healthy which has been a good strategy considering you know look at the ravens and what's happening with them unfortunately uh this preseason and and this training camp Mm -hmm. so uh you know brandon staley's philosophy has just been get everybody to week one healthy and then go from there right so that's what their offensive line philosophy was i believe they only played uh three of their offensive linemen you know this uh preseason and who the heck is Brandon Staley? <laughs> we for sure never heard of him until he got the head coaching job. I've heard right? of him. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, maybe you heard of him, but you didn't. You weren't like, "Ooh, this guy's going to make a good head coach someday." Is he somebody who has who's has come in and taken charge, and everything seems to be meshing well? Yeah, I mean, everything you hear is a lot of the guys just kind of respect him in the locker room. Uh, that's just you know, a huge thing from him. So he was the defensive oh, yeah. coordinator for the Rams, uh, had the number one defense in the NFL last year after the Rams were kind of you know so-so the year before with a lot of the same talent. They traded for Jalen Ramsey late in that season. 
Um, so this was really the first year with this Ramsey-Donald defense, and they were the number one defense in the league. Uh, he does a lot of kind of interesting stuff. He's very innovative in how he does his defense. You know, he's, you know, the Chargers are a three-four defense, um, but that's not really how they that how, that's not really how they're going to play under Staley. It's sort of going to be some three-four looks, but there will be times where you see a lot of DBs on the field. There will be times you see a lot of linebackers. You know, just coming in. Um, you know, or there will be uh, just quite that. a few. Yeah, Austin Eckler was the DNP today, uh, yeah, so <laughs> might 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 cancel out with your uh, Curtis Samuel. So that, you know, that's one for one. But um, yeah, no, I, I think that it's just going to be really interesting to see what Brandon Staley brings to this team. Um, but I'm I'm pretty confident in him. He's just shown a lot of flair defensively uh, as to what he can bring to this team, uh, and that's really what they need. Yeah, that was cut. What's up, Alex? Uh, Trevor here. I'm going to piggyback off of Stoner. So, like, what's the overall, like, from the fan base and the community and everything, their realistic expectations for your season coming in with a new coach, new offense, new defense? Like, what are your realistic? Because everybody wants to go to the Super Bowl, obviously. <laughs> right. But realistically, what are you guys looking at over there? Realistically, I think the Chargers are somewhere between, like, 9 and 8, 11 and 6. I think that's kind of the team there are with this first-year head coach. Obviously, you have Justin Herbert and some of these great offensive players like Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler fixing the offensive line. And on defense, right, this is the first week one ever that Joey Bosa and Derwin James have ever made it to healthy together, you know. So having (laughs) those two guys on the field is just awesome, you know. Uh, So I'm really excited to see – what those two guys can do together. Um, so, you know, a lot of people will say Super Bowl, and I certainly right. think Super Bowl is is possible, <laughs> right? But the thing that I've said about the Chargers this offseason, I think has been said in general, is the floor is probably like 7 and 10, and the ceiling is Super Bowl, right? So, like, they could be that team, but, you know, if a couple injuries happen here and there, you know, with Derwin James, who's been injured in the last few years, or, you know, maybe it takes a while for the coaching staff to get going, then you could see them maybe falling back a little bit to like a seven or eight win team. Um, I have them currently at 10 and seven for the season. Okay. Sounds like you're not too worried about a sophomore slump there for, for Herbert. And that includes, this is his second offensive, you know, scheme here in the NFL under a coach who's a little bit more conservative with Lombardi. How do you feel the offense is going to compare to last year where it was a little bit more explosive? Yeah, I, I think last year was definitely a little bit more explosive, particularly early in games. Uh, that's what you saw from them. But, you know, it, it's just really hard when you can't score in like the third and fourth quarter, which was such a problem last year. They would get these big like 15, 16 point leads. Uh, and then, you know, they would just stall out in the second half, which was unfortunate. Um as far as Joe Lombardi, I, I sort of need to be sold on like what his offensive philosophy will be. Obviously, you know, in his Detroit tenure, did not do so well uh, with Matt Stafford and Jim Caldwell there. Um, but you know, a lot of guys who are offensive coordinators are guys who get second chances around the league, right? So you know, I, th- I just think that's the nature of the business. Other than you know, some of the younger guys that get promoted. So um, you know, I'm not super confident with him, uh, but I think that he, you know, he has the tools and Justin Herbert and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler to become, you know, a, a pretty good offensive coordinator. Would you trade Justin Herbert for Chase Young? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not leading. I'm not leading the witness. You see, I did it straight, right, guys? Yeah, leading the witness, just straight up. Nah, would you trade yeah. him right now? 
from a Washington standpoint or from a Chargers? No, standpoint? from a Chargers standpoint. If you could redraft the twenty, no, <laughs> no I wouldn't kidding. trade Justin <laughs> Herbert for Chase Young. And again, like I love Chase Young. I mean, I think Washington has like an awesome pick there. Um, but Justin Herbert, Justin Herbert is a franchise QB, and just the nature of the position, like the defensive end is the second most important position in football, and quarterback is the most important position. So, like, if you get that guy, um, you know, that's just the that's just the nature of the business. You just have to have that franchise quarterback. So you got a couple of defensive guys who were hurt most of last year as well, right? With Derwin James, Joey Bosa was hurt for quite a bit of the year as well. They seem to be healthy, right? So right. does this give give you hope that your defense is going to be a lot better this year? Yeah, I mean – I wouldn't say that the defense was really bad last year anyway. Like, I mean, they were missing Derwin the whole year, which was, you know, such a problem when you look at the secondary, just because of, you know, the fact that he can play at all three levels of the defense. Um, and there's not a lot of players in this league that can do that. Um, but, you know, Joey Bosa was sort of in and out of games. I think the pass rush situation should be a lot better, even if Joey Bosa does have to miss some time at some point, just because, I think they got a lot younger there um, versus like Melvin Ingram, who was a little bit older and injured last year. Um, and I didn't like really the depth guys that they had behind them, but they sort of have a little bit of a youth movement going on there. So I, I do like that. And their linebackers looked tremendous in the preseason. <laughs> you know, they didn't play Joey Buster or Derwin James at all in the preseason, but their linebackers just really shined, uh, particularly those first two games. So I'm pretty confident uh, in the defense right now. Uh, I'm curious to see what Asante Samuel Jr. is. You know, uh, Stoner was talking about unknowns like Deami Brown and that kind of whole thing. And I, I really like Asante Samuel Asante Jr. Samuel, but he's nice. Yeah, he's nice. Um, but there's always growing pains in the league. And, and maybe one game he'll get torched by, you know, wide receiver or something, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, you just kind of got to wait and see with rookie players. But I, I do really like what he's been able to do. And he's probably going to be sort of their uh, starting outside corner uh, or not starting outside from uh, starting outside corner too. I should say Michael Davis will be CB one. Is, is, um, is it a make, sorry, Trev, just, I was just want to follow up on that. Is this a make or break year for Derwin James, as far as being a guy who's going to get a long-term contract? I was about to say he wasn't, uh, he wasn't given that rookie extension. So wasn't picked up on the option. No, he, he his option right. is being uh, picked up. Yeah. Okay, his option uh, yeah, was so, picked up. Yeah, so he'll he'll be picked up for the fifth year. Um, so yeah, it's really this year and then next year. Um, I think it is a, a make or break year just to stay healthy. I don't think he has to play every game, but just not going down with season ending injury. Um, you know, if, if he had another knee injury or something like that, that would just be like kind of really devastating to his career. And, and I hope it wouldn't come to that. Um, but obviously, like if he has a minor injury. I think that they could still pay him anyway. Like, you know, if you're dealing with a hamstring or a groin, like that's not a huge deal as long as, long as you can just be on the field um, and, you know, still play most of the games. Sorry, Trev. No, you're good. Um, is there any level of concern or worry or panic just uh, for the offensive side? Your starters didn't play any preseason. It's a brand-new offensive line. Um, Justin Herbert was inserted last year on the fly, balled out, obviously. But this year we have the stadium, the fans are back, you know, no continuity. Is there any level of panic or anything for that going into week one against a top five defense? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think there is some worry about that, really, for, for all teams that are going into stadiums where fans are coming back. Um, that's definitely going to be a little bit different than it was last year. 
Um, I am concerned about the offensive line in this game just because this is going to be the first time that they've all played together. And like, this is the worst possible matchup you could draw for the first time you could play together. I'd rather be playing the Cowboys this week and then do Washington next week, you know, just to like get them all in in a game. Uh, you know, against not a bad offensive, not a bad defensive line, but a, a, an okay, good defensive line versus playing the, arguably the best line in the NFL, you know, week one. Uh, so right. that is definitely a concern. But, um, you know, for, for me, it's just can they all, you know, make it through the game healthy? And and the real person to look at, I think, in that case is Brian Balaga, who was in and out of games with injuries last year. So if he can stay healthy and all the other guys, you know, play all the snaps, I'm not too concerned. But, of course, uh, the matchup that people are going to pay attention to is uh, Chase Young versus Rashawn Slater, which is obviously a rematch of their college uh, matchup at Northwestern, which is, like, really fun tape to watch. If if you haven't watched it, it's really great. Um, But, you know, Chase Young is coming in with one year of NFL experience. Rashawn Slater, unfortunately, you know, he played in the preseason, has been in training camp, but took last year off uh, in preparing for the draft. So that's going to be, you know, kind of an interesting, you know, to see how much that experience really helps Chase Young or if Rashawn Slater can still, you know, stand up to him. Now you've mentioned a few names here. Obviously the Washington fans are going to be familiar with some of the bigger names like Bosa and Derwin James and even Slater is a big name that's been mentioned several times because of the Chase Young connection. Uh, You mentioned Asante Samuel Jr. Are there any names that Washington fans might not be familiar with that we're going to find out on Sunday and that we're going to start to be very, very familiar with? Yeah, I mean, I would say the Chargers linebackers are going to be a big thing. Uh, you know, you got Kaiser White, Drew Tranquil, Kenneth Murray, uh, who, who are really going to create some noise this year. Uh, that second level of the defense doesn't get the love that, say, Derwin James and Joey Bosa get. But I think that they're going to be pretty active tacklers and you have to be against Washington, you know, when they have Antonio Gibson and, and sort of the running game that they're they become accustomed to. Right. Um, I would say also names that. Uh, fans might not know you got Josh Palmer, who's a rookie wide receiver, who's really impressed in camp, uh, who's pretty much been given the wide receiver three job. So, you know, if you're double covering Keenan or making that decision, then, you know, he's someone that can get open and and get his way uh, to some catches like he did in the preseason very impressively. Um, And I would also say the, the tight end room is different. You know, there's no Hunter Henry, who a lot of people became familiar with over the years, right? He's in New England. So Jared Cook is going to be the option. Um, and they're, you know, it's going to be impressive to see, you know, what he can do. Uh, and then you also have Donald Parham, who uh, was a big 6'8 tight end last year. Former. games. Former Washington football team player, Donald Parham. Yeah, former former. <laughs> he was on the practice squad, right? Uh, yeah. I think he played. He played. Washington famously has issues covering <laughs> tight ends, so that's a little worrisome yeah. <laughs> to hear that uh, the tight ends are going to be ones we're familiar with. Because yeah, we that we yeah. tend to we tend to see those names quite often on the score sheet. Right. Yeah. So I think Jared Cook will get involved, and obviously in the red zone, they love targeting Donald Parham like they did last year. Just a big six eight guy, you know. And Justin Herbert can throw the ball to him like that's just such a you know important target to have down in the red zone. Um, Stephen Anderson is another tight end that they really like uh, from a pass catching standpoint. I think he'll get involved. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's it's a lot of the same names that people know, like Keenan Allen and Justin Herbert. But I think if you're looking for guys to watch, it's probably the linebackers as well as their, you know, wide receiver tight end options that aren't, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. So uh, this is a question we ask uh, all our guests who come from a different 
team standpoint, what is the outside view of the Washington football team, not on the field, but kind of as an organization? Are, are, is the team still kind of the laughing stock of the league? Or from an outside perspective, are they starting to get a little bit more um, respect around the league? From an organizational standpoint, yeah, so yeah. I, I love the on-the-field product. I think they're great. Um, Daniel Snyder is a bit of a cook, uh-uh. um, and so like you know, I'm, he he's a bit power-hungry in that regard, and there's a lot of stuff about him. Uh, but as far as the on-the-field product, uh, I love Ron Rivera. You know, he's great. Uh, I love what they've really done in the draft the last few years. And you look at the on the field product, you know, I know some people aren't high on Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not necessarily uh, high on him either, but I think what he presents you, uh, at least in comparison to say Alex Smith, is he can stretch the field vertically, right? He's not afraid to throw mm-hmm. it downfield versus if you're constructing an offense around Alex Smith. I, you know, I just looked this up because I was curious about the stats today, but um, in about the same amount of games they played last year, you had Ryan Fitzpatrick throwing for 13 touchdowns, eight interceptions, and you had Alex Smith, who I believe threw for like six touchdowns and eight interceptions, right? So with Alex Smith, you have to play that very uh, game manager sort of dink and dunk type football, which, you know, works. I mean, that's how they beat the Steelers with great, you know, performance in their defense. You know, it's kind of sort of what they did to the Cowboys a little bit in that uh, Thanksgiving game and just sort of broke them by the end. Um, so that can work, but I think, you know, we'll see what, I don't think Curtis Samuel is going to play this week, but still you have Terry McLaren and Logan Thomas and like all these guys that can stretch the field as well. So having a quarterback who is not afraid to throw it vertically, I just think is really important. Let's go. Let's go. I like that, man. (laughs) We'll take that. He likes this this squad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I like this guy's just, just for, uh, you know, to get in my division prediction, Unfortunately, I did predict the Cowboys to win the division, so oh, that's unfortunate. Wow. But all right, well, thanks, <laughs> well, for, thanks. for coming on. Yeah, so you know, but it, it could go either way. I think it'll either be the Cowboys <laughs> or, or the football team winning the division. Um, you know, I'm I'm really just curious to see what the NFC East is this year because I feel like all of those teams have gotten better over the course of the offseason, but how much better they've gotten. Uh, you know, remains to be seen. But uh, I'd love to see the NFC East just as a whole not be what they were last year, which was, you know, the least. Div- yeah, the <laughs> NFC least. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're going to forgive you for that Cowboys prediction because you gave <laughs> us your, your Washington Chargers prediction earlier, and you predicted Washington victorious on Sunday, 23-20 to 20 over your Chargers. Now, we were going to ask you that, uh, we have a dollar-dollar segment, so this is uh, just kind of prop bet type situation where you just you've not a real dollar. Uh, that's right. like dollar. Uh, but what what kind of bet would you make for this weekend? Uh, you know that you'd bet a dollar on. Uh, you know what kind of like I said, like a prop bet, like you know someone going over you know ridiculous amount of yards or how many touchdowns, how many touchdowns, picks, how many sacks, sacks, who, who gets the first sack, you know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I think from a Chargers standpoint, I definitely yep. like Keenan Allen over 100 yards. I think I think that that's kind of a safe bet, just because I think he's going to be such a reception machine and, and get a lot of targets. Um, from a Washington standpoint, I like I don't I don't know what the line is, but I like Chase Young over one and a half sacks. I think he'll get two Ooh. in this game. Uh, that a boy. 
Yeah, I think I think we'll get to in this game maybe just early on because you know Rashawn Slater might you know get better later in the game than I think at the start, right? Just because of those first game jitters. Um, so you know I, those would be my two bets if I had to come up with some. Word. All right, sounds good. I'll take those. All right, and Alex, uh, could you go ahead and let our audience know where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're also on all podcast feeds. Just look at uh, Guilty as Charged podcast. Uh, you can subscribe there. We have our Twitter accounts. I'm uh, at Alex Insdorf 99 on Twitter and uh, at GAC Podcast 17 on Twitter as well. All right. Well, thank you, Alex, for joining us here on Ref the District. Again, that's Alex from Guilty as Charged. Thank you, Alex. And may the best team win on Sunday. And may that be the Burgundy and Gold. <laughs> well, I hope it's the Blue and Gold. So, all right. Thanks, <laughs> Alex. Appreciate you, buddy. All See right. you, bro. <laughs> All right, so he he gave us some uh, some some good dollar dollar bets there, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, he did. He I did. personally, I'm, I think I'm, I'm not going to go against him on the Keenan Allen one. No, uh, no, no, no. Keenan Allen, Allen, I think, is, is solid is for 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 a hundred yards. I think that's that's. Solid. I'm going to go out a limb and say he's not going to get a hundred yards. Mike Williams will instead. No, Ooh. not bad. Ooh. Why? Because. Uh, what, you, what did uh, Corey call uh, William Jackson? WJ Willie Three Sticks or something? Willie Three Sticks, yeah. <laughs> He's going to lock down Keenan Allen, and St. Juice will probably be on the outside. They're going to pick on St. Juice, and that, that'll be yeah. how he'll get 100 yards. Mike Williams will. They're not going to shut down the Chargers' offense. You just hope they're going to slow them down because yeah. that's a good offensive If team they get to that quarter, if, if they can sack him – over five times, I Oof. think we'll be fine. I mean, we well, did it yeah. against Philly. We did seven against Philly game one. Yeah. During, I, I like, tell during you, COVID. If, if, if his other dollar dollar, Chase, Chase Young going more than a sack and a half – that's a that's a good thing. I actually am I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. I think Chase yeah, ends up with a sack or less. One. I don't yeah, think yeah, he gets yeah. I don't think it's I don't oh. think he gets a sack and a half or more. Really? There's yeah. going to be a lot of attention paid to Chase Young. I think year. he gets one. That's fine. I, I think, think he's he, motivated I think he to get one. Two. I don't I think, think he that gets he gets two. more than one. Well, I'm are you gonna, if you say that every game, I mean, he's going to be the greatest sacker in the history of the universe if he's going to get one or two a game. That's right? possible. If he averages one a game, sure. If he averages one a game, that's 17 sacks. Yeah. How, that, many, okay, how many did he have last year? Defensive player of the year. He how many did he have last half, year? Seven and a half. And he played what? How many games? All but he one, I believe. Yeah, he played them all. Yeah. He'll be so, better this year. He'll be better this be, year. Was there be anything better, that Alex but... brought up that you guys were uh, that you guys ch- changed your mind on the outcome? Nah, bro. He's real. He picked us to win. Yeah. In fact, I might uh, I might stretch out my uh, my my prediction now. I might go, yeah. I might make it a little bit wider. Is there? I is mean, there <laughs> Trev gave me that look. I'm I'm picking Washington. Oh, I'm saying right. I'm saying it might be a little bit a little bit wider. You know what I will bit. comment on? Here's my hand. <laughs> <laughs> he actually backed up Stoner's point of trading Chase Young for of Justin course. Herbert. Everybody knows it, but you two. No, everybody no, knows. It. No. There's a bunch of there's a bunch of people who because he's a fan of Justin Herbert automatically. And of if, course, of, of course. If you ask me right now, would I trade Chase Young for Justin Herbert? Of course, I would take no. that that trade right up. Right now, I would. 
What I'm saying is in the redraft. <laughs> what the? Just no, what I'm saying is in the redraft, you still take Chase Young. You don't know that Justin Herbert's going to be that player. Well, the whole point of the redraft is to say. Then let's get out of this what if business. Let's get out of this garbage what if business. Of course, that's all it is. is Look, Ed Sheeran's back for performance number two. I mean, really? I know. I heard. I heard his entire performance number one on your TV. Oh, sorry. Oh, I should turn it down. You should probably have it on mute as we record the podcast. Check your phone. Was that? Was that? Was that? Was it like that during the whole interview? Check your phone. Check your check your uh, Twitter. Right. Well, we're still that. recording the podcast, so let's not get too derailed here. Uh, we had on Alex from the uh, Guilty as Charged podcast. He gave us two dollar dollars. Let's move into our own dollar dollar segment. Yes. And please, if you are one of our viewers, go ahead and uh, who are watching this live, give us your dollar dollar seg uh, own dollar dollar account here. All right. The so first smart. one was Keenan Allen over 100 yards. Yeah, I am not. I'm not disagreeing with that one. Neither am I. And, Trevor but is. Trevor is. Trevor's going against All right. that. Trevor. All right, and then we have Chase Young with more a sack and a half, at least a sack and a half. Yeah, I'm going I'm, with that. Well, you're going with him, so I'm going. I'm going against him. I'm going against him as well. Yeah. Stoner and I think he gets one. I think Stoner. he gets one. What's your name again? Nathan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Nathan. have it up. I don't have our names up this time. Nathan. <laughs> See? The, uh, uh, all right. So all who's right. got some? Yeah, where are the names? I took them down for a little bit. People know our names. Nuh-uh. Do they? Do they? These these Do are they our really names. Know? In case you're watching, in case That's you're watching our live stream it, right bro. now. I'm Nathan. Bro. The crazy guy right there is Trev. Hi. Who's watching? Who's watching the NFL uh, pregame while, while doing the while doing the podcast? And then uh, Stoner Sheeran. is with the whiteboard doing right. our dollar dollar segment. So well, who's who's up first for our own personal dollar dollar? Can I just say once? It feels good to be back home. I just want to say uh, that. I love oh, our podcast. Oh, on our podcast, it feels good to be back home. No shade to anything, but it just feels good to be home. We were <laughs> while while apparently while we're stalling to think of some. Let's go oh. ahead and shout out to Corey uh, on Yo! the workout here with him just yesterday. I was uh, happy to happy to uh, broadcast with that man. He is a hoot, and we had a lot of fun. Even if two of us got dropped, and the third one should have been dropped early on, but this uh, guy never got dropped. I'm just saying Uh, there was all that threat that I was going to get dropped and I, Oh man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Here's, here's, here's one for you. You ready? All right. This is yours. This is his. This is mine. And I know, I already know I'm going to get some action on this. Logan Thomas. I'm already there. Eight catches at least. (laughs) No, at least or at most. At think least, about it. Right? At least. What do you mean at most? Then you get all those under? No, I'm saying I'm basically <laughs> saying seven and a half is my number. Seven and a half catches. You want over or under? Because I'm going over. I'm no. taking the under. I'll, I'll take the under. I'm taking Loto. over. I'm taking over. You're taking no, yeah. So you're with me. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, you're I'll, with I'll you're ride. With on that I'll go one. to the loony bin with you, dog. Catches. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Nathan under knows. on this one. I do think that Curtis Samuel plays a part in that because Curtis Samuel is out. So I think mm-hmm. that somebody's got to pick up those catches. 
I'm Logan thinking Thomas. it's going to be Humphreys, Diami, um, but Logan Thomas is a good option for him, and he does tend to, he likes his tight ends just fine. So there's you know I know Corey some people think point. that he doesn't like to throw. He's only thrown to Mike Gusecki in all of his years, pretty much at tight end. Yeah, and not not anybody else. No, now he has a, a stud. Okay, if we yeah, want to, he has, he has a good. He's a he has a good tight end. Did he go to the Pro Bowl last year? He would have if there was one. (laughs) If there wasn't, because uh, I think Madden picked it or something like that. It was some baloney Pro Bowl. Garbage, garbage people were going. (laughs) The um, yeah, no. So I won't take that one. Uh, Let's say you got one coming, Nathan. I'm still thinking of one. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws for more than 300 yards. I'm with you, Nathan. In his debut 300 plus yards? Yep. Stoner? No. 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 But what you will see is Antonio Gibson in the end zone twice. Yo, I was going to say that. No, to, to rushing? I was, or just, I was to, just rushing in the end zone. Two times. Just in the end zone. Two touchdowns. Right, I like that. That's, that's, that's another one? I'll yeah. go with that one. Yeah. I like that. I'm well, not going to go I'm not gonna I don't go even want it. people going against it. Nobody wants to go against it? No one's going against take it. Take it yeah. off the board. Yeah, take it off the board. Okay, here's one. All right. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's already writing this. Writing this. Ryan Fitzpatrick throws two interceptions in the win against the Chargers. Two interception and dub. Um, I can see that. I'm gonna I'm gonna go against that one. I don't think the team wins if he throws two interceptions. I think that I think honestly that they Washington needs him to have a single turnover this game. This this every this, game. Well, yes, it needs to be every game. Every but game. this <laughs> particular game, I think they really are looking for him to get just have for them to win. I think that he needs to have one turnover. I don't think if they have two, if he has two interceptions, likely going to be a bad day for for yeah. Washington fans. So here's here's a question. It's not a dollar dollar question, but this is just a general question. If Fitzpatrick throws for 25 touchdowns and 17 picks. What kind of year do they have? Uh, we win less than 10 games, but still win the division like last year and go to the playoffs. 25 touchdowns and 17, 17 interceptions. Yeah. yeah, that's awful. How many? How many fumbles? Did you see what our quarterbacks did last year, Trevor? That's mm, that's three. that's an upgrade over what happened last year. One rushing and three fumbles lost. Three fumbles lost? So 26 and 20, yeah. Okay, so you just took away a touchdown because didn't you say it was 27? No, I said 25, and then I added a rushing touchdown, one. Okay, so 26 26 TDs. And 20 20. turnovers. And now it's 20, it's not 17? Well, it's 20 turnovers, 17 17 interceptions and three three fumbles fumbles. lost. We we don't make the playoffs. We win six to seven games. Again, that's an improvement in QB play. I, I, I still it doesn't mean we'll go to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't give a damn about the QB play. We went to the playoffs last year with bad I, QB play. I, I th- honestly, I think we get not, at least nine wins out of that QB play. Twenty six and twenty. You see yes. our schedule? 
Did you see our QB play last year? And we still made the playoffs is what I'm saying. If we have this play this year, we won't make the playoffs because of our schedule. Think about it. We play Pat Mahomes, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, who's pissed off. You keep forgetting about the MVP this season, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, (laughs) Daniel Jones twice. I mean, let's be (laughs) real. He's undefeated against Washington. Dak is healthy. We honestly don't know. We just don't like him because he's a cowboy, but we don't know. So, like, literally, we could have 26 and 20 and not make the playoffs. I I just want to make the postseason, bro. And you don't think 26 and 20 is enough to do it? No. Okay. I think think 26 and 20 is going to put you right around. We can't. We can't tow, We can't sit on the fence anymore. We can't say eight and eight anymore. We have to either go yeah, losing record have, or winning, a winning record. record or a losing yeah. record. Um, so I would say a twenty-six and twenty season, nine, nine and eight, but probably not good enough. I think they get else. nine wins out of off of twenty-six and twenty. I think so. Okay, but it's so not going to be enough. Dollar dollar. Want to make it a dollar dollar? A season a season long? season long. We've got a couple yeah. of season well, long dollar dollars. Well, how do we do that? If if. We'll, well, figure it out. we'll figure it out. Okay. Because what are you going to say? 26 no, and 20? Yeah, the record he throws 25, if he has 25 or more good. touchdowns and 20 or more turnovers, you then you say we make – you do the wins and postseason. Yeah. But, if he, but if he doesn't have that, either one of the two, then you, you the whole bet's off. All right, That's so why it's a difficult time. bet. <laughs> That's why it's a difficult bet to do. But, yeah, I think – He's going to have a lot of turnovers. Yes. And he's going to have way more touchdowns than we've seen here for a couple of years since Kirk left. Upper and 20s, upper yeah. 20s. Uh, mid, mid, maybe. Yeah. He's, 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 he's going to have mid to upper 20s. What's that? He'll throw 30. He's only done that a couple of times in his career, which is why it's hard to just say that he's going to do that. But yeah. he has the potential to do it. I feel more confident saying mid to upper twenties is is where his where we're going to end, and I think that he honestly can, you know, throw in those low teens for interceptions. We'll see how the season goes. We're not really wanting to talk about the season. We're wanting to talk about this week, though. We <laughs> finished our dollar dollar segment because I'm imagining yeah, we don't have any more out there. Yeah, I don't think anybody else got any prop bets. It doesn't look like any of our viewers have them. So let's go ahead and move. <laughs> hey, wait, on to, I got wait, wait, I got one more. Sorry. You got one more. I do got one more. A starting defensive lineman, season long injury. Shut. Well, folks, uh, Stoner won't be joining the chat here uh, for a while. Uh, Trev is more than welcome to come back. I'm and uh, I'm getting more fruit snacks. I got more fruit snacks. After the day that happened today in the NFL with the Baltimore Ravens, why would he you do that? To say us? that? Why would he do that to us? Like literally. Seriously, seriously. why? And- why? And with our injury history the past few years, I hope he understands he that I'm not bringing Alex him Smith? back on. He's no. not. Coming, I'm not putting him back. You guys can see him backstage right now. He's he, giving. He's, <laughs> he's doing. He's doing this little cutesy little thing. To, he's not coming back on the show, bring folks. Back. He's gonna face um, this. He's gonna face this smoke. He he has the capability to bring himself back. I don't have to do that for him. Uh, I got you. Oh. What? Okay. Now that you're here. Yeah. For the for the people that are watching. 
for the if kids, if you're watching, excuse me real quick. Stoner, what the hell is your problem making that a dollar dollar bet? It has no, no that's effect. Not a real question. Yes, it does. It has no. Remember when I did this in the preseason? You don't do that. Yeah. Remember when I did, did. it in the preseason? You, you guys freaked out. You did it to J.K. Dobbins. You did it to J.K. Dobbins. Because he was playing against us. You did it to him. And no, did you see what else happened to the rest of that, that room? Yeah. Even if you don't believe in the superstition stoner, you just don't do I that. Not believe. Does anybody want to take snacks? Does any, I'm not even, I'm not even acknowledging it? it past the fact that you just don't do that. And you know what? <laughs> so you remember, remember the, yesterday we had the the discussion about I don't do hot takes. That was kind of a hot take. That, yeah, that a defensive. Uh, I'm doing it yeah, just for attention. Okay. Oh, good <laughs> goodness. All right, let's move on from this crazy talk here that. and let's go into our pick for the Washington football game. Okay. Alex, who joined us earlier from Guilty as Charged, picked Washington to win 23 to 20. Trevor, who do you have winning? Well, the Washington football team. Why? With the final score. Why? Yeah. Why are they going to beat the Chargers? Because I just, I honestly think that week one is going to be a little too much to handle for just this. Uh, let me start over. I think week one is going to be too much for Justin Herbert to handle. Uh, new system. I know they've had time to, in the offseason to practice, but that's what, like two, three months? Half speed. Not really, you know, whatever. They had, uh, they had San Fran in camp with them. So they had a lot yeah. of scrimmages against another team, full speed. <laughs> cool, but okay. I just don't think that it's a different atmosphere with fans back. Week one, you didn't play at all in the preseason for any kind of game-type situations, and you're going against a top-five NFL defense okay. in their house across the country. Washington wins 27-13. Ooh, that's a low score. For the Chargers, yeah, that's a high, Chargers that's a high score for for Washington. Twenty seven points is a offensive is uh, you know, firehouse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Nathan, what do you got? Uh, I will also take Washington winning this game. I'll take them winning twenty four to twenty. Ooh. Okay. And why do you have the Washington football team winning, Nathan? I also think that this is going to be a game that uh, the Chargers are just a little sluggish coming out the gates, not because of the preseason portion, more so just because um, they haven't had a lot of game time experience, as Alex mentioned. Um, so that that's the part that I think is going to kind of hinder them. This is a you know new coach. This is a new offensive coordinator. This is a new offensive line for the most part. Some of these defensive uh, studs are coming back from you know not playing last season or barely playing last season. So I think that they're going to be a little sluggish. I think the Chargers are a team to watch. I think Alex might be a little bit more bullish on them than I am. I think that double-digit wins is probably is a little bit more than I'd expect. Uh, but I do think that they'll be uh, a team people don't want to play. I think they'll be a very respectable team towards the end of the season. But at the beginning of the season, I think they'll, they'll be you know a little bit easier to to tackle. But All right, I got that. I got Washington winning nineteen to sixteen. 
Um, you really think D Hop's gonna make that many field goals to make it have nineteen? No, that's probably gonna be like two missed extra points or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> And We're then we got <laughs> Pinedo. Oh man, you call, you call D Hop out. <laughs> no, I don't hate D Hop, but yeah, it's going to be one of those weird games where there's just going to be like a lot of weird scoring, missed op- a lot of missed opportunities for both sides. But I think it is a big factor of the West Coast team coming over the East Coast. They're going to be playing at ten o'clock in the morning on their body clock, and I think that plays a little bit of a role in this game. And I'm not even sure if this is true, but I remember last year teams were doing that thing. Usually they come in like on a Friday when when they're traveling yeah, to another. Some of the game. teams choose to do that. Yeah. They'll come yeah, but in now early. but now they're coming in later because again, they just don't want to deal with all the hassles of COVID nineteen restrictions. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in later. They might not even come in till Saturday. Mm-hmm. Their body clocks are not going to be adjusted. I thought one thing that um, and be ready to go. Yeah, one thing Ron Rivera did that that also I think went a little bit overlooked is he's changed practice times to start around twelve o'clock, which is around the time most of their games are being played this year. And he because remember remember in camp they were starting at like nine o'clock in the morning or ten o'clock yeah. in the morning, but then when it got to Ashburn, when it got out to Ashburn, he said let's change it to when we'd actually be playing the games at 12, 1 o'clock, so we get our bodies used to that schedule. And so I think that plays a factor. I just think it does. I think the Chargers are probably the better team overall, but in this situation, coming out here, first game, all those things you guys mentioned are great points, but I think Washington wins 1916. Now, if Austin Eckler doesn't play... Yeah, that's a that's a, huge a benefit. Fight. It'll be a benefit if he if he doesn't yeah. play. Uh, Alex was just like it'd be equal out to the uh, Curtis Samuel. Not close. I don't think yeah, Eckler I don't think so. to Curtis Samuel is going to be running back equal. in San Diego or LA. They got um, Jackson and like Josh Taylor, John Jackson. I think he was pretty good yeah. last couple of years filling in for guys when they were getting hurt. When um, who's that guy who used to be there? Their um, they're running back. Melvin he was Gordon. there for yeah, Melvin Gordon. I think Jackson's been there all this time as his backup, and he'd get hurt, and Jackson would play well. But you, I mean, Eckler's special. He's one of those special guys. If Keenan Allen goes out, that's a problem. Ooh, that's huge, right? right? But so Eckler is a problem if he goes out for them. He's a problem because he's a special player. You don't want to use lose those guys. No, all right. Well. Uh, I was going to have us pick a lock in an upset, but uh, we're running a little bit late on time, and I want to make sure everybody here gets to watch the game. So well, let's just go ahead and pick tonight's game. Oh, okay. Who do you got winning, Tampa Bay or the Dallas Cowboys? I got Tampa Bay 34, Dallas 21. Tampa Bay 34, Dallas. All right, Nathan. Uh, I will also take Tampa Bay. I will. I will uh, also go Tampa Bay with a. uh, uh, We'll do. We'll just do thirty-one twenty-one. Tampa. Thirty-one. Okay. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. No. And Stoner (laughs) is going to take Tampa Bay. Oh, I thought he was going to go against me. Normally, he does. He usually flips (laughs) your score. Yeah, oh, that's right. No, no, this is the real deal. That was preseason. Oh. 
Precinct, okay. which means nothing, and no, you can't. No shenanigans, this out. except yeah. for just wishing Siege and Long. No shenanigans, no goofing around anymore. This is a real deal. Well, Tampa you Bay, right now, take back what you said about an injury, real quick. Real quick, take it back. Take it back. I take it, I take it back. Thank you. Tampa Bay, seventy-six to five. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody gonna sack Tom Brady and get a safety? <laughs> You crazy? Uh, I, I think at that, I think at seventy six points, I think that uh, Tom Brady or whoever's backing up Tom Brady or whoever's backing up Tom Brady's backup at that point probably just runs into the back of the end zone. Yeah, they just felt killed time at right. that point. So, all right, well, that's going to do it here for Ref the, this episode of Ref the District. Again, we stream here live on our YouTube channel. Thank you to all those who joined we'll us live on uh, – well, we stream actually on YouTube, Twitter, and our Facebook. So thank you for those who joined us live on those platforms. You can also catch the audio platform uh, wherever you find your favorite podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Uh, subscribe. Leave us an Apple uh, you know, review, review that helps people find the uh, podcast. We much appreciate that. If you hadn't had a chance to listen to Brittany Wagner's interview after the whistle, go ahead and check that out on our YouTube or our the, the audio platforms that I just mentioned. Excellent interview. She was a lot of fun. Uh, great, uh, great time. And you can buy her book. It came out this week. And uh, you can find out more about that uh, tonight. Hey, guys, it's time for us to get to football. So until next time, I'm Nathan. That's the stoner. And that's Trevor. See you on Wednesdays. Be a fan. Be a fan. We love Washington. Uh huh. And we saw some die hard fans. Yeah, we are. And you know we keep it on 10. One, Let's talk about two, the one, two, three. Let's go. We are Nathan and the Stoner. Yeah, that's Ref the District. Oh, Come on now and join us. You join us. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.